0: Put on your mental track shoes, and run with me. This is The Powwow with Myra. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. Today we have Yesenia Dominguez. Oh, wait. It used to be Dominguez. Mm. I forget your last name. Rogel. Rogel. Yes. Okay. Actually, I don't think I even knew your last name. No, because
1: I don't have it on social media. Yeah. It's just
0: an R. R. Okay. Yeah, because I remember you You did change the, in- mm-hmm. the initial, but, you know, of course I remember you as Dominguez. Mm-hmm um okay Rogel yes okay well Mrs. Rogel um so right before the pod we were talking about I'm actually kind of interested in that uh energy drink you said it doesn't do much it used does it? did it used to what 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 are you drinking
1: um this is rain okay and this one only has I think 200 yeah 200 milligrams of caffeine it's the same as a cup of coffee Mm. but because I drink them daily they don't, your body gets used to it. Mm. So you kind of get like, it's like drugs, you get used to them, you gotta get more and more. But these are my drugs, so. Yeah. Like, there'll be a time period where I stop drinking it for like a month or so. That way I can kind of get my body used to it. Oh.
0: You know, back to
1: it, yeah. So I've been drinking coffee the last couple of weeks, plus this, it's like, all right. I can feel something,
0: but it's used to be like, all right, let's go, let's go. But now it's not like that no more. Okay, maybe I need to do that with my coffee. have yeah. a go get take a little break yeah because now it's just i I don't feel as you're saying that i don't feel like it does really anything but it's just that nice taste in the morning it's Mm -hmm. a habit exactly yeah speaking of habits um let's let's talk about where life has taken us i want specifically i'm interested on how you got into the body Mm. (laughs) It's not building, right? What are what, what you building? It, it is bodybuilding. Okay, okay. Um, so, but you know, we last saw each other in mm-hmm. high school. Mm-hmm. High school buddies, including junior high buddies. So, shout out to all our Carter junior high Sam yeah. Houston <laughs> um, buddies. Yeah. So, uh, how how has You were a teen mom, so we were last playing sports together. Yeah. Tore my ACL. You tore your
2: ACL.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah, in practice one day. I don't know if you
1: remember. Can't remember her name. Still to this day. I forget. But it was practice. It was our practice. And we were in the second court, B court. And we were just all playing in there. And I go in for a layup because I guess she got mad because I crossed her over at the half court, I don't know. Oh, so it was intentional. It was intentional because she was behind me. Mm. And she shoved me while I was going in for that layup. Mm. I landed, I twisted my ankle, and what was the coach's name? Tall white guy.
0: Forget his name. Oh, uh, he actually went to jail. <gasps> um, um, Coach Peters? That sounds right. Coach Maybe. Peters, tall guy. Yeah, tall skinny. Tall skinny with kind of like spiky hair. Uh, Why'd he go to jail? Oh, um, he ended up being a STEM teacher at Martin. Uh-huh. And I think he had some sort of relationship with a student. Oh, Okay. Well, that guy,
1: um, he told me to get up. And he was like, get up, get up, Dominguez. I was like, Dominguez can't get up. Like, he couldn't. And then I found out I tore my ACL. When we, when I went back to basketball, when we did a summer camp with the lady coach, I forgot her name, too, um, I found out I was pregnant. And I tried to keep it from everyone but I was like, well, I can't now. So I kind of threw that out of the window. And then I had to make the decision to graduate early because I'm like, I'm pregnant. I am have a kid. I don't need to be going to high school still with a kid. So I think my like senior, what is, uh, junior year it was kind of like combined. So it was like rushed. And I don't feel like, I don't remember much. I remember more of our ninth grade year and 10th grade year but like with friends and stuff I don't remember much interaction with everybody really yeah cuz i was just so focused on going to school going back home feeding the baby trying to do this trying to do that and a lot of like my gym time went away because um i had i had credit for like classes i was taking in advance but i had to take the other classes so my electives got taken because i wanted to graduate early mm. so i was like okay did that that was fun not really
0: um, so what inspired, like, I mean, I'm sure, right. Like you, you're inspired, you, you're, you're a mom, but like, you know, not everybody takes the same path of, Hey, let me do extra work while I have extra work at home Yeah. so that I can like plan, I, you know, you're planning ahead, but, but at the same time you put on all this, uh, more, uh, uh, what would you call it? Uh, more work on your plate. So what inspired you to do that at that time? I
1: think um, when I found out I was
0: pregnant, I broke the news to my
1: mom. And for the longest, I had been telling my mom, can I graduate early? And she's like, for what? You don't just stay in school, enjoy school, enjoy school. But when she found out, she asked, She's like, when well, she told me, she was like, you need to graduate early. Mm. And at first I didn't understand it. I was like, well, why do I got to graduate early? Like me and my baby daddy, we're going to be having fun. Like, even my- no, it's my son was three months old when we decided. I decided that it was not best for my child to be in a relationship with his father. So I think even with that going on, it just kind of like pushed me more to be like, all right, you got to do this on your own. Mm. Um, At the time, I didn't think I was going to do it on my own. I thought, you know, hey, I have my family. I have his father to help out. Didn't work like that. Uh, our relationship went very astray and it was just not the prettiest. And it was difficult at the beginning, but I guess what made me want to do more is I grew up a certain lifestyle, and I didn't like it. Um, my mom had to do all the work, and seeing what my mom was able to provide on her own, I'm like, well, if my mom can do it with two little girls, I know I can do it with one little boy. So I just like kept trying to push and push and push, that way it could be better for him. Mm. I always had to share a room with my sister. That's why I never had friends over, because why would I? I I had to share a room with my sister. I didn't want my son to be sharing a room. I didn't want him to be, you know, not having the things he wanted. So I left high school. I went straight to um, a dental assistant program. And while I was doing that, I was still going to TCC, and I started my associates. Uh, Once I finished that, I got so involved in the dental stuff I kind of just finished my associates I was like I'll hold off on school like it's not for me right now so I just I decided to get a job that would pay me more than working at a fast food place or something like that and the only good thing about being pregnant at a young age is the government like to help so <laughs> the schooling the schooling was uh, a lot cheaper because mm-hmm. I had you know because I was a mom and I was a
0: teen so that was the only plus about being pregnant at a young age I would say the system worked in that in that instance because you know it's there to help, you know, give a little extra push for those ha- that things have not aligned maybe how things were planned or how people want yet, right? So you know they offer this, but then it's also the other side has to want it too, right? Yeah. Which is you, you know, you would have to say yes, I commit to this and um and then finish it out and put the work in. Yeah, so I, I'd say that's that's a good, really good story there. It is. If like you said, if you want it, if you don't, if
1: you want it, if you don't, it's just like oh, whatever. I, yeah, whatever. I can't do that. So, how old were you when when you got pregnant? I was sixteen, but I had him because I uh, just uh, at seventeen because I had just turned
0: seventeen. You just turned seventeen, and
1: then I finished school that same year. Um, so I left that school and went to a technical school for the dental assisting program, mm. and that was like I think like a six or eight month program that I did. And and that time, I was working at a Pet Boys and a gas station at the same time because they were both part time jobs. Working with me and my schooling, uh, and then having my son in daycare and or my mom helping me or something. So that was, and then I started working when i turned
0: 18 at the dental office. Mm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, that makes sense. So, w- looking back now, what would you say what were the missing pieces of like the relationship not working out? And the reason i bring that up is because i feel like even sometimes as adults it's hard some people have a difficult time, you know, um find like looking finding lo- knowing what to look for um or even understanding like values or you know how how things work what do you think what were uh what were some of those missing pieces that that just didn't make that relationship work out at the time it could have been maturity too well i think a lot would
1: have to do with maturity
0: and more so of
1: his part because he's even admitted yesenia it took me this long to you know figure stuff out cool took you your time cool I realized it, I wouldn't say instantly, but I. what was a breaking point for me is it was just one day I was looking for for something that I probably shouldn't have, but I'm glad I did. And when I did find it, I was just like, you know what? Woke the dude up. Hey, this is not going to work. Because before I did that, I had a lot of thoughts. I can't be with someone I can't trust. I can't be with someone that I'm going to be fighting every day. Why would I want to raise my son in a household with someone that he's going to see us arguing all the time? Mm. It's better to not be with this person. But in my head, like, if he still wants to be around, he's going to be around. And if he chooses not to, that's his choice. I can't push it on him. One thing I've learned, like, I can just say in general that I have since the day that that girl pushed me and tore my ACL. I'm not a spiteful person. I really am not um have I done some spiteful things here and there uh, yeah but then I feel guilty about it cuz I'm like dang why did I do that mm. and one spiteful thing is like I couldn't I couldn't go back to that girl and say it's your fault this is it. I couldn't do that and one thing I couldn't do to him was be like you're not going to get to keep him you're not going to get to see him I gave him the opportunity did he take it that was his choice uh the hardest part doing it alone was the fact that when my son would be like Mommy, where's my daddy? Ooh, um, he's out doing things. When he's ready to come around, he'll come around. I never, not once, said anything ugly about wow. his father. I never tried to belittle him behind his back or anything. So that was one thing I told myself: I can't do that because that's me being spiteful. Mm. Um, me and my dad's relationship was very good when I was a little girl, but when I got older, he was he was gone. My mom had to do everything by himself by herself and. One thing I realized was like my mom never did it. Mm. So when I would talk about my father in a way my mom was like, I never taught you to, to be ugly to your father. I was like, "Mom, you didn't have to teach me. I learned it." So my mother didn't have to tell me, "Hey, your dad's a piece of this." And I'm or you know, she never did that. Right. So, what an w- example. Yeah. And that was something that I realized I didn't know that I did it to my own son. I'm like, "Hey, I didn't, you know, Talk crap about his father. I didn't do this, and it like I wondered why did I do that? Because I'm not spiteful. No, because my mother did it to me. She didn't. She didn't put that in my mind, mm-hmm. and I didn't want to put it in my son's. Now my son has uh, communication with his father, and it's new. It's only been almost a year for him, um, and my son's about to be 15. So I let that relationship grow how it's going to grow. Wow. And my son is. My child, because the same thing. I, I, we were talking about one time, and I was like, "Hey, like, you know, how did, how are things with him? Like, everything going good?" He's like, "Yeah," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, so like, are you gonna start calling him dad?" Or, "No, I'm just gonna call him by his name." Okay, he goes, "You know, he's really just my father." I was like, well, "Yeah, I mean, he's your dad." He's like, "No, mom, a dad should have been in my life. A father mm. made me." I was like, Whoa. "Wow." And this kid was only, thirteen. Wow. I was like, hey. In the back, I'm like, Proud mama. <laughs> like in the back, I'm like, yes. yes. But it's like I didn't teach him that. I right. didn't he learned on his own. Like right. the same one my mom told told me. I didn't I didn't teach you to be ugly to your father. You didn't have to. I right. Learned. And that was something my son learned too. So he's not a he's not a bad kid. And he's not a disrespectful kid, but he is he's an smart. honest kid. Mm-hmm. He's like, Mom, like, I'm like, dang, that is the truth.
0: Yeah. So Yeah, that's very impressive. And, you know, uh, that's a big applaud to you because you have been that example. Just like, you know, and for all of us, right? Like our parents are our examples and maybe the people we grow up with or any people that's close to us. So um, that his actions say more about you right now. Yeah, one thing that I kind of got upset
1: And I had to, like, swallow my own pill was um, when this process was coming closer to the time where he was going to finally be introduced. um, Me and my husband were dating at the time, and I told him that I was upset. And it wasn't upset because he's coming into his life. I'm upset because my son is my trophy. To me, I see a child as a trophy. I have worked so hard, so long, so long. Every time anybody talked about him, oh, Eli's a good kid, he's respectful, he's smart, he's di-. and it's just the compliments that you get from other people seeing someone for the first time or continuously seeing him, it's like, oh, he's a good kid. I'm like, that's my my trophy. Like, dude, I I got that. Like that, I did that. Like, and even if, you know, you cultivated that yeah, like that's that's mine. So I was like, he's coming in and he's swooping into my trophy because now he's gonna be in his life. And it's like, yeah, this is my son, like he, oh yeah, he plays sports, he does this, oh cool, yeah coming in and taking my trophy bro like you just swooped right underneath and but i'm like you know what that's his father i gotta relax i gotta give him a chance because i had 13 years of my son's life he's just now starting so i'm like i gotta give him something like i all right let me breathe all right and i it took me a while to like but i never wanted to take it out and be like you're this you're that like there's no right. point and there's no point of doing that and i think that's a problem that is very common when relationships don't work out and there's a child involved I strongly feel like if you and your partner are always fighting and you're not trying to make things work how do you want your child to see you guys arguing every day that child's gonna be brought up as thinking hey it's okay to talk to a girl like that oh man hey it's okay when a guy talks to me like that Mm -hmm. so I just I don't think when it's an unhealthy relationship it's not just because of parents it's gonna affect the child so when that's that's there it's like you guys have to make that decision beautifully said it's 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 really common and natural for two people not to be together it's it's not like ideal like you want mommy and daddy to be together you want to be married you want to do this but our culture has changed drastically
0: this society has changed drastically, it's okay to be separate but still work together. Right. Because at at some point you have to realize what is best for everybody involved for the future. Yeah. You know, like, what are you sacrificing now for the future versus sacrificing the future for the now, which it's not even worth it. No. I mean, there's, there's no happiness there. Um, and it gets to the point, like you said, it just gets counterproductive because at the end of the day, it's like sometimes parents want to stick together because they think that's the best for the child, right? So it's a very uh innocent way to put it, right? I'm like, Okay, I'm gonna sacrifice my happiness for the child, but then looking at the bigger picture, I mean, we know now, maybe at the maybe years ago it was maybe not so easy to see that because internet was not a thing, you know this people just knew what they knew. Um, so it's it's more of a I would say more like a uh old school mindset of yeah. staying together. Uh but now, you know, I think enough cases, enough stories have gone by so where we understand now, okay, maybe sticking together is not the best thing in the long term for everybody, really especially the kid. Yeah. Um, and so uh, you know, speaking on on like your current even situation with now, you know, your son having a relationship with his dad, you know, I can't imagine how hard that was. It's like, yeah, man, like, this is my kid. I did all the heavy work for you to just come in and say, Oh yeah, let's go play some ball yeah and you know, whatever. So I, I can't even imagine, you know, what that must feel like, but I gotta say it's very big of you and it speaks so much of your character and your person and your values of like saying like okay I'm a okay this is what I'm feeling I got to suck it up because you know I'm sure in your mind um as you, I can already tell by the way you're speaking you you were thinking of okay what's best for my child yeah okay it's it's not up to me to take these things away from him
1: yeah and it it kind of sucked because like I said him growing up like where where's my dad right but one thing I did do Kind of to, like, it wasn't maybe a little gloat, like, huh. But I did ask his father. I was like, so um, it was, like, after he met him and he was, you know, getting to, getting to know him and stuff. And we had to talk about some stuff coming up. And I at the end, we finished talking. I said, hey, let me ask you a question. He was like, yeah. I said, how did I do? He's like, well, what are you talking about? I said, with Eli. He said, man, you see, that kid is great. He's like, man, I don't even know how to like. I I don't know. He was like, he's really good. You did, like,
0: you did an awesome job. And I'm like,
1: <laughs> like in my head, I was like, <laughs> right. But it was really like, for I I did it more for him to see. Yes,
0: like, for to think about th- it. To
1: think about it, like, hey, he's a good kid. Mm-hmm. I did that. He's a good kid. Don't mess that up. Mm-hmm. I don't need him to try to. Sway him to do something different, be something different. He is who he is now. He's already a grown little man. You can't change it. Like, it's, he has his personality. He is who he is. So I kind of just, like, kind of went over that with him just to kind of make him see, like, that's who he is. Right. Like, don't change that. So, because I didn't know how the relationship was going to go. And so it's it's had its a little ups and downs. But for the most part, I mean, he likes going over there because he has siblings. Mm. he has no siblings with me
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and he had a sibling he didn't know about until he was 12 Mm. and when he found that out it broke his heart but um his father's remarried so she has her children he has his daughter and now they just had another baby so he just he my son is a family like family kid he really is he loves being a caretaker he really does he'll He's always been like a little leader he loves my sister's kids he loves playing with them he loves watching them he gets annoyed by kids sometimes but for the most part he loves he loves being he loves being a brother i think that's what it is and i'm like dang i could i could never give him that but it'll be okay
2: (laughs)
0: there there's plenty of humans for him to it sounds like he's a little protector too yes he's a protector he's the he's like everything
1: i feel like but I feel like now because I'm extra and he's like, okay, mom, get, he's getting to that stage where it's like, all right, mom, like, don't get out the car. I'm like, why? Look at how you're dressed. And I'm in pajamas and my hair is like to the side and I ain't got no shoes on because like I'll drop them off at school and I'm like, I don't really care. Like, I'm already married. Like, who who do I need to impress? <laughs> Like, mom, don't do that. You're embarrassing. I'm like, oh on. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're looking at yourself in the mirror. <laughs> I'm like, I roll down. As he's like, don't roll down the window, cause like I'll usually roll down. Bye. <laughs> he was going to high school for the first time. He's like, mom, please. I'm telling you right now, please, mom, please. Don't, don't roll down the window. Like, I swear, mom. <laughs> if you do it, I swear, man. I'm just gonna, mom, mom. I'm like, chill out. And as he's getting out the car, I put my finger on the window.
2: He's like,
1: mom. I swear. I'm like, what you gonna do? We won't do nothing. And I was like, you know what? I'll give this kid some some leniency. I, I stopped being as, as aggressive as I was with my extraness with him because it it distanced him from me. Mm. So he's like, I don't want to be around you. Like, why don't you want me to take you shopping? Mom, because you don't let me pick out my stuff. And da-da-da. I'm like, oh, dang, but this one looks cuter. No, I don't like him. Mom. I'm like, oh, okay. So oh. I, had to, I had to tone my extraness down with him. When did you start noticing that? probably when he was like 13 13 yeah it yeah, makes sense and the only reason why is he was like 12 13 someone that opened my eyes to it was my sister used to tell me all the time everybody used to be like okay you're being too much with him was, okay so it wasn't until my husband it was i was dating him at the time he was like he's a growing boy you need to give him a space like every time i would want to do something like I I finally have a man with me, like, let's let's do family things. And my husband's like, No, he doesn't want to do it. Don't make him do it. You're making him do things because you want this, you want that. You're he's he's gonna he's gonna regret this later. Like he's not gonna wanna be around you. I'm like, Okay, Mm. like let me die down a little bit. So it was my husband who opened my eyes to like, he's a growing boy. He's becoming a man. You can't baby him anymore. You can't like do that little kitty stuff that you like doing. And I'm like, why? <laughs> You're like, he's my baby.
2: No <laughs> way. I mean,
1: like, I didn't yeah. even ask for it. Like, I used to just go up to him and even, like, give him a kiss. He's like, and like, now it's, I'll. he'll ask me for something and I'm like, you want something, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Bad too I did too. Yeah. So, <laughs> I, I know when I want it, like, when I want something that I know it's like, oh, my little boy, I, I know when to ask instead of doing it all the time and annoying him. So I'm like, all right, cool.
0: You are figure out different ways. Yeah, yeah. That are not as. That you're not pushing him away as much. Yeah. Because yeah, he's at that stage where it's like, about to
1: be 15.
0: Yeah. I'm like, okay. any girlfriends yet? I, he's very
1: cute. Man. So he had a little girl and I was upset. I got in my feelings. Yeah. <laughs> so he had this little girl and she. He had messages from girls like all the time, and I would question. Them. I'm like, "Who is this? It's a friend from school, okay? You mean nobody online? Nothing? No, no. Okay, everyone's from school, okay." And I'll give him his privacy because um, he would always ask for it. I'm like, "If you give me a reason not to give you your privacy, I was like, do realize I'm gonna look every once in a while? I'm not gonna look all the time, and you know whatever.' But if I see something that I might have to question, then you lose that privilege. So he hasn't given me any reason to do that. But there was one instance where he was with his father that weekend. And then he comes home and he's like, um, I found out like a a difficult way. I was like, it's not the way I wanted to find out. Uh, But he was like, Mom, uh," because I asked him about the girl. He was like, yeah, I'm going to take her to homecoming. I think that's what it's called, homecoming. Prom is the last one, homecoming. Okay. Um, And I was like, really? He was like, yeah. I was like, how'd you ask her? He was like, I made her like a little poster thing. And like, I brought her flowers and stuff. Why didn't you let me do that? Why? Did, when did you go get that stuff? He was like, with Eric. Why didn't you let me do it? Like, what? This is what I'm talking about. Where I'm extra. He was like, Mom, it's because if I asked you to do it, you would be too extra, and like, I didn't want that. Like, I just wanted to go get the stuff. And I'm like, Did you record it? Like, he's like, Yeah, somebody recorded it. He goes, I'll show you, but I'm not gonna send it to you. I'm like, <laughs> he's like, Cause you're gonna post it on Instagram. I'm like. I promise i won't i just no you're gonna show somebody i want to show who i want to show like, Ooh. <laughs> why like let me let me do it let me do it no no mom didn't even let me hold the phone he was like here <laughs> and it was so cute somebody was sitting in the bleachers and she's a little cheerleader oh and i was like oh. and he's walking in with a little poster board and flowers and it says will you go to homecoming with me and he gives her a hug i was like and then like Wow. I saw some pictures of her. I was like, she's a cute, little girl. Unfortunately, he doesn't go to that school anymore, so he couldn't take her. So I was like, <sighs> okay, sad for you, but
0: okay, too bad.
1: Let's <laughs> learn. So he didn't get to take her. Oh. Um,
0: that's I'm impressed. He thought about like even recording it. Cause I'm his mother.
1: Yeah. I'm extra. Thanks. I've taught him how to take all my good photos. A lot of my pictures on Instagram when we would go on trips and stuff, my son used to take them. Now my husband does. And even when I have pictures with my husband and we're on family events or something, my son's taking the photos. Mm. He knows what I like what position mom you look fat. turn around like put your leg out like
0: turn your head on, like, Ooh. Okay, cool. like my son calls me out on it and so Logan, you found yourself a little assistant for your photography <laughs> stuff.
1: <laughs> he likes taking pictures, and um, I guess how I am with him and how I do my life in general. I'll record every moment I take pictures of everything and be that extra and little does he realize that he's like that too not as intense as i am but he'll in his own way yeah he'll do his little videos with uh like himself or whatever like playing with the boys or whoever whatever he's doing he does right. it too it's not as intense as me i literally could like be eating about to eat the food babe don't touch that food i need to take the picture first hold on like we take the picture of the food and he's like
2: like yeah, yeah i'm done now i'm done now okay yeah yeah
1: a, a, a boy acting like a boy yeah <laughs> but recently he doesn't have any little girl that he has told me about yeah and i asked him i'm like are you talking to anybody no and i asked him the big question i'm like puppy uh you haven't done anything right mom don't talk to me I, i'm just i'm just letting you know I just don't want to be a grandma. I just want to know. I want you to be smart. Because he's like, well, you got pregnant at a young age. Exactly. And if I could have not, I would have not. But I did, and I don't regret it. But I missed out on a lot of my young years because I had to do this, this, and this. I don't want you to miss out on it.
0: Right. He was like, okay.
1: So I made him a deal.
0: Oh, what's that?
1: If you wait till you're 18 to even think about having any babies, I'll give you $5,000. Mm-hmm. If you wait till you're 21 anything after i'll give you 10. he's like deal i'm like okay. Good. at least i got
0: <laughs> it, you, you know incentives do work so i hope it just like nah i need the money <laughs> so maybe uh maybe they will work yeah yeah we'll see that's uh that's funny you you do, do you normally do that with him like make deals oh everything is a deal now oh is it yes you're everything. building a little an entrepreneur oh no he yeah <laughs>
1: It's been like that since he's a kid. It's ever, like, it was more of finish your vegetables and you can do this. So it starts young. You don't realize you do it. But as he got older, it was like, okay. He was used to that now. Yeah, he was used to it. And I think where it started changing is when he got a little bit older, like maybe 10 or 11. And it's like, no, mom, I don't want to take the picture. Just take one picture and I'll buy you that candy bar. Okay, cool. And so now it's progressed to, like, (laughs) mom. Oh, I wanted to go to, we did plan this trip to Daytona. And he's like, I don't want to go with you guys. I'm like, why? Because mom, you extra, and I just, I'm not going to have fun. But I'm like, son, we haven't taken a family trip in a while. Please, just this one trip, have a good mood. Okay, if I do that, then can I get this or what? And I'm like, but you have to promise me at least get two good pictures as a family. He's like, but if I do that, then I can do this. This." I'm like, no, you can't do this one. Uh, you can do this one. Well, what if I? No, no, no. We'll like compromise with each other. I'm like, fine. Wow. And he really makes me shake his hand. Like, like deal? Yeah. Oh. No. no, mom. Deal. And he'll grab my hand. He's like, it's a deal. I'm like, okay, whatever, fine. So he's, he's, he's horrible at it. Anything.
0: Like. <laughs> like oh yeah, he's a he's an entrepreneur already
1: negotiating. Yeah. Like, hey, we'll go out to eat. Okay, can we go here? No, I don't want to eat that. I'll buy, I'll, I'll pay for the food. Fine. Okay, we get what you want because you're paying, of
0: course. So <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, uh, that's funny. Um, but it sounds like it works. It's, yeah. it's progressed up to almost 15 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you uh, better be saving because it looks like uh, inflation is here and yeah, this- rates keep going up. He's he's he
1: he used to. He doesn't have as many anymore, but he had a lo- he has a lawn service business. And he has two two neighbors that you know are the steady ones that he does every 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 week or every two weeks, but he had a couple customers and he saved his own money and wow. Ever since he started doing that, and this was probably when he was like 13, um it was mom I'm going go to the store for what? i'm gonna buy this this and this with well, whose money i got my own money oh okay so now it's mom i'm gonna go do this i look at him he's like i'm a, am gonna pay for it or his uh what is that thing called uh playstation the psp something plus some game thing that you have to buy mm-hmm. he'll tell me mom it's 24.99 i'm gonna give you 27 because of taxes and all that and maybe you'll get a couple cents but here here's here's 27 so dollars i'm like he pays for his own things. Wow. Yeah. That's very impressive. And I think when he was younger, when we would go out to eat and stuff, I would try to teach him how to tip. So I'm like, basic tipping is 20%. percent you like, how you do that is, let's say your bill's $100. You take the 10, you multiply that times two, $20. If your tips, a uh, total's $40, take the four and the two, $8. Like something like that. And he's like, mom, but what if they did really good and I want to give them more? I was like, then you give them more, but that's the base. Like, that's what you start off with he's like okay and I think ever since he's little he's always been like more of
0: wow yeah giving and stuff so I'm like okay yeah I mean that that is so impressive and good for you you know I'm taking notes as you're speaking I have a much younger (laughs) daughter
1: that's even worse
0: (laughs) why do you think so
1: because, um, I, I forgot who said it, but it was a man. I want to say it was Steve Harvey or some some famous person that says, "I spoil my daughter on purpose. I spoil her, I give her what she wants, I do this, I do that. So she has these standards. So when she meets a man, that man has to meet those standards and above to Ooh. be able to give my daughter, his wife, what she needs and wants. I'm like, that makes sense. It makes sense for the dad to spoil the daughter. For that reason, because she he doesn't
0: want her to feel that lower her standards
2: that yeah. she's worth less, yeah,
0: or whatever that means, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you gotta have him spoil her more. <laughs> <laughs> Taking notes, cause I am. Um, and you're you're teaching your son to be worth that man for yeah. to be to be able to be the best version of himself and be able to get. You know, find and get, or more so find, um, his happiness. Yeah, his big thing is he's caring. I'll be sleeping in the living room, and I fall asleep there,
1: and I wake up in the middle of the night with the blanket. I'm like, oh, my son. My husband, the other day, fell asleep in the living room. My son saw that. He put a blanket on him, and I'm like, you know where that blanket came from? He goes, I took it from the room. I was like, no, ours is bigger. This is Eli's. Well, how'd it get here? Eli put it on
0: you. Oh, oh, that is yeah, so sweet. So he's caring in def- his own way definitely you can tell a lot of his character just by the few even like details you've given about like his actions and his heart that is so sweet so good for you mama you've done so well um and uh i really am taking notes by the way (laughs) uh (laughs) uh, plus you know it'll be on repeat so i can go back if i need to re-listen to anything um but you know go like your life after high school you're jumping real quick into the hey you know i need to do something better than you know just the easy job that i can get out just so that so that i can make more money right and so you've always been or get more money to build a better life right so you've been uh because i have it on my own now you're like this is all on me yeah. i have no help so how, how where did that take you that life after high school up until you decided um to get deep into like working out and being healthy and wellness um the bodybuilding stuff started in 2018 so right after high
1: school uh went to that you know school got a job worked there and it still it wasn't enough like it was it was something where I could have I got out of my mom's place. I was able to get a little apartment and start working up to that. But I was always just like, okay, I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I want to be better. And after I started working at the dental office, it wasn't until I was like 21, 22. Um, I was like, man, I'm going to get a little side job, just something on the weekends or something. Because my job was only Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, some Saturdays. So I was like, let me, let me find something real quick. And I started uh, waitressing at a at a nightclub on the weekends. Told myself I was going to be there three months. It didn't work out. It was a long time. I worked there a long time. So for the longest, I worked at the dental office and the nightclub. And it worked out because I worked at the nightclub Saturday, Sunday. I'm off from my job Monday. So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. And it helped. Um, I did that for 10 years. Wow. So um, when COVID happened, uh, luckily I bought my home before covid I bought it in 2018, and I was like, this is it. And I think what it kind of helped me push to kind of get that going too is that's when I started finding bodybuilding. Um, Young, I was always into sports, doing here, there, whatever it was I was doing. And um, once I had my son kind of gained some weight, kind of fluctuated with that, and it was like I would go to the gym and I would see these beautiful women. I'm like, dang, man, she has a flat stomach. Man, her her legs are nice. I would see these women or just even on – you know, on their internet. And I was like, man, why am I making excuses? Let me, I want to try this. I want to, I want to start getting into it really seriously. So I started getting into it and, um, started regrouping my friends and I started meeting more people in that gym life. And, um, my first coach, it was his first time, comp- uh, prepping someone for a show. I was like, you know what? I'll be your guinea pig, you know, Let's, let's let's try this. So it was his first time, like, coaching someone? Mm-hmm. Okay. And it was my first time ever doing a show because I was like, you know what? I want to take this serious. Um, I knew knew very little about bodybuilding. My husband knows 10 times more than me, and he'll tell me all the time, like, you don't know nothing about bodybuilding. I was like, I know what I know. I was like, and this is what I do know. So bodybuilding is very difficult, and it is a sport. And that being said, not many people do it or can do it. It's very, very difficult, and when I say that it's just because it's yourself you're competing with yourself mm. you don't have someone to throw you a ball, you know go past the goalie, nothing like that it's you're competing with yourself, and one of the major reasons why a lot of people can't do it is because it takes a lot from your mind, a discipline it's a different form of discipline that I felt like I'm disciplined in a lot of things. I gave up you know you know being a young little girl to being a mom because that decision was mine I gave up doing this or that it was what it is and that was my discipline because I was like I got to do this for this but bodybuilding was a whole type of different discipline Um, going from diet to waking up at times I didn't want to to sacrificing you know what I had to to do what I needed to and that change was just drastic from what I looked like when I started working out just you know being into the fitness world Compared to what I look like after the preparation of three and a half months, and it was very mind blowing. Like I didn't, I didn't even believe myself. I was like, but now when I look at my pictures from my first show compared to now, I'm like, yeah, I didn't even look that good. But, but then I was because what I did look like to what I went, I was like, man, that's amazing. And I did that, and I started when I started doing bodybuilding. That's when like I was like, no, things have to change in my life. So that's when I was like. Let me I started I got my house at that time. I was like, you know what, I'm gonna do this and it was very it's a very selfish sport. I'll tell you that much too. You can't you can't it takes away everything. It takes away time from your family, it takes away time from your kids, friends, your work. It takes away a lot. So you have to be able to be dedicated to it and take a lot of self discipline. And the only positive out of it is my son is old enough where I'm like, Okay, like I would take him to the gym with me and he would he spend most of his time at the gym because that's where I needed to be. And he was okay with it because he's little. Like, he was, like, I think, wait, what, five years ago? So he was, like, eight or nine. So he'd just, like, be playing his games, whatever. And I kind of felt bad now that I think about it. I'm like, dang, he was he spent a lot of time in the gym not having to be there. But he was there. And once I started doing it the first time, I was addicted to it because it was, like, um, I accomplished that. Like, the diet, the workout, the waking up this, that, like I was doing cardio for like two and a half hours a day, like Mm. in the morning. And after my workouts, I would be at the gym for two hours. I was sweating. I was, it was just a lot. And when I started that fitness journey, I kind of got addicted to it. So I did it another time and I got ready for that show. And unfortunately uh, three weeks before my show, a big major life changing thing happened to me where it was just like, I can't do it. Uh that's something I don't want to really talk about. But it was a a drastic moment in my life where it opened up my eyes that I could have lost everything. I literally could have lost everything. My home, my family, everything, my money, everything. But I didn't. And I had my family to be there to help me when I needed them the most. And my son was there to be supportive, to be like, mommy, mommy, hey, I love you. I'm okay. So that happened and kind of went through like something mentally because I had been prepping for the show for three months and then three weeks before my show I just gained a lot of weight and it just made me depressed and um, then COVID happened so I was like I lost my job because of COVID Uh, both of them the dental office and the nightclub I lost both of them COVID happened I'm like so I'm in my own Mm. mind at home, gaining weight, still depressed of what happened and what I'm going through now, COVID. So now I'm even more isolated. So I'm like, all right, I need to change. I converted my shed into a gym and I started working out and people saw that. And they're like, do you offer training? I'm like, yeah, sure. And I started training from my home and that was my income. I was like, you know what? All right, cool. Um, I don't know if you remember Matthew Holloway.
0: Yes, he was one of my clients. Stop. Well, he yeah. transformed himself. Yeah. he uh, When he first came. Actually, I've thought about reaching out to have him on the pod, too, yeah. because of that reason. I was.
1: Uh, okay. There was a couple people. It was just, you know, social media, whatever. But Matthew, he was like, hey, uh, can you train? Because no gyms were open. So that was my ticket. Everyone's like, she got gym equipment. She has gym equipment. So uh, Matthew, he he knows how to train himself, this and that. But it was more of the discipline. Mm. And I kind of did a, a slight prep with him and uh, our before and after pictures. He, he dedicated himself. He followed that diet. And it's, it's a thing that I say is you're blacked and blessed. Like, bro, you, you, <laughs> <laughs> you got muscles. <laughs> like, naturally. <laughs> I seen a six year old one time and I was like, does he work out? He's like, no, I was like,
0: Six pack, yeah. (laughs) So
1: she's like, and that's that was one of my clients, and where I had a big transformation. And another client, her name was Gris. Uh, I met her through social media, never knew who she was. She was just following me on social media, and uh, she's one of my transformation clients too. And I still talk to her to this day, and I absolutely love her. And I'm like, you know what? I'm motivating these people, all right. You know what? I'm gonna start doing a show again. So I started, you know, um. I reached out to a new coach, and uh, this coach was in Virginia, and I just started um, doing—I don't need a coach to, like, guide me of, like, pushing me to lift weights. I just needed the accountability. That's what it is. I could probably diet myself, but it's more of accountability of uh, having someone to be like, oh, I got to do this because this person said it. I got to show Like, it was—you had to drop a certain amount of weight. You had to eat certain amounts of foods. Like, cooking, it was just— Stressed so much and my sister helped me my first time um cooking my food and stuff because that takes a a lot of time because I don't want to be cooking everything every day Mm. I had to cook for three to four days worth stack them up eat exactly the same thing over and over for three months and my carbs were taken away the first month that was the difficult part my second show um was a bigger change um and I liked it I was like okay I like this coach and um This was in 2021 that I was like, all right, I'll start another show. And this is when I met my husband. So I was like, when I met him, he was a power lifter. Mm. Um, And he's always been into fitness, been into lifting heavy. He's six foot tall, thick man. mm. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, he's uh, so when I met him, he knew about bodybuilding. And and he was like, yeah, I follow this person. I like this and this. And and I saw like... he really liked it, so I'm like thinking to myself, "Well, why haven't you never done it? Mm. Like, why? Are, why haven't you done it? Like, and this was things I thought to myself. So I was like, you know what? I reached out to my coach again. I was like, hey, me and this guy, we're gonna we're gonna do a prep together. Can you, you know, give me the price for both of us? I did this and that. And when I told my boyfriend at the time, I was like, yeah, we're gonna do it together. He was like, okay. I am so happy we did it together and that I had already experienced what it is to be in a prep because the first one is the hardest. Mm. And when I tell you that I know this was my person, that I was supposed to be with this person is because we did that together. We were getting tanned one time the day of the show and the lady was like, yeah, I mean, my my husband were prepping together, this and that. I was like, oh, really? Like, I was like, how's it going for you? I was like, cause I'm doing it with my boyfriend. She was like, I'm about to murder him. I'm going to kill him. Uh, I'm going to divorce him. I was like, really? She was like, yeah, we've been married for 10 years and I'm about to leave him. I was like, what? oh, she, was she being serious? Yeah. She was like, being oh, serious. this like, is not sarcasm. No, it, well, I, maybe. maybe, maybe it was. I don't know. But the way she made, I know it was because of that. She said, if you can survive this prep with your boyfriend, she was like, you can survive anything. I was like, really? She's like, yeah. I don't know if she was really being serious. Like she really wanted yeah. to leave him or she was that angry with him. Right. She was like this guy like, yeah so i was just like okay like cool and yeah. ever since that lady told me that i was like you know this is my person like yeah because if it wasn't for me who's gonna cook your food because that's the hardest part like the food being able to eat it and make it like so i was in charge of prepping everything so mm-hmm. i'm like here we go and he literally would just grab the box put it put it in the microwave eat it go to sleep and he had the easy job i'm like i had the hard job and his first show he did actually very well for his first time so i was like okay you're you're built for this you can have greatness in this i like doing it because of the discipline and the reward i get because of what i put myself through my husband he wants to become a professional in it that's you not not me right we'll work on you so I think this is gonna be the last time. I'm I'm probably gonna start one here shortly, probably in like the next month or so to start to get ready for another one, and I believe it's gonna probably be my last. Um, so we'll see how
0: that goes. So would you say it's more like a um like a hobby for you? Just uh, you like what it makes out of you? Yeah, it is a hobby.
1: I do like it. I do make my day around working out. So, I'm like, okay, well, I want I need to work out because I like it and if I do want to do another show, I can't backtrack. I can't like not continue to grow where I need to. So, my hobbies are the gym and the gym includes bodybuilding and even though I haven't competed this last year, I still have that mindset of I need to get better cuz if I do compete. And even if I choose not to compete after this year, I still probably will have that mindset as, like, stay ready. Yeah, stay ready. Like, stay ready. I'm trying to look like Jennifer Lopez when I'm 50.
0: Like, that's. Yes. <laughs> Just, yes. You're so- heading that way. Yeah. I'm, I'm, try- I'm trying. I'm
1: yeah. trying to try be a little <laughs> thicker than her, but yeah,
0: Uh huh. Yeah. You know, that is, uh, that is so impressive. So, okay. So you buy your house. Congratulations. That's also very impressive as a, especially as a single mother. Um, and you decide, okay, I'm going to get, I'm going to go to the gym and then you're inspired to go a little bit further or like you said, be a little bit extra. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) And so how, like, how so for someone that wants to do bodybuilding, like who do you go to? Like how did you find your first coach? How how did you find your first coach? So And what did you look for?
1: Man, I think I just got lucky because it was just I wasn't really looking for it. It was kind of like I I found a coach and the coach that I had was a friend that I went to high school with or not high school, but It's a friend's, like, a friend I met, their friend, and I ended up knowing the friend, too, and it was his younger brother. Mm. So he was actually younger than me. Okay. (laughs) And it was just, like, I started, like, doing it as just coaching, just training. And then I was like, you know what? I've never trained, like, for bodybuilding, and because I was so involved in the gym, I started noticing, like, okay, these big guys, they're not just, like, working out. They're doing it for something. And bodybuilding, to me, was, like, like, I didn't even know it existed before 2018. I was like, holy crap, like, and then that's when I started realizing bigger names. So I was like, oh, Mm. this guy? Like, I didn't know who Ronnie Coleman was for the longest. I was like, who is this? Like, And it's funny, I mentioned that name to my mom, and she was like, oh, he was a police officer for Arlington. I was like, how do you know this guy? (laughs) Like, (laughs) you're not even in the field. Like, how do you know? But it was just, like, I guess something that was, that she knew for some reason. But... Small world. Yeah, it really was. But, like, He's a eight time Olympian champ, and he was massive. He was probably as big as this curtain. Like he was huge. Like he, I'm exaggerating, but he was huge. He's a really big name, very famous in bodybuilding. And bodybuilding to me was like it was. I didn't know. I didn't know it existed. It was before, a stranger. Yeah. Like before 2018, I was like, all right. And then just being in a different environment, seeing that, I'm like, at first it was like, oh, I want to try it. Like, but then I realized, like into it, I'm like, dang, this is starting to get hard and i'm like wait i actually like that like it's getting harder so let me try it and it was more of i have to a point to prove to myself it wasn't because i wanted somebody in the outside world to be like oh yeah i it was to me it was like okay i i need to do this i need to finish it and it was just like slowly but surely i was like growing into it more i was like okay and then i got a little bit better at it and better and it keeps going and i'm like okay i like this mm-hmm. now my husband <laughs> he's really into it. Like <laughs> he he could tell me a name. I'm like, what? Like,
0: I don't know. Was name. he he was he into it before he did his first competition even? Yeah, he did. Okay. And that's
1: why I chose to hire us a coach at that time to do one together. Cause I was like, he's really into it. Mm. Like, but why haven't you done it? Why? What like, was his answer? Um, let me see if I can get, remember this and not get this wrong. I think it was I think it was just I want to say it was just like the like just the actually of doing. doing it, like right. the actual signing yeah, up. Like, let me like let me do it because I know he knew where to get a coach. I knew he knew where to get what he needed or whatever it was to train. And, but I I think just the initiative to do it, mm. it's like I think he that was push. Yeah, like worried about other things. Mm. Like, eh. but once he did it. Now it's like, okay, we need to figure something out so we can do our <laughs> show or I can do a show. Because like I told him, I was like, I don't see myself becoming a pro. I don't. I, I don't see myself doing that. Why not? Because um, people that take it to a pro level are very, very passionate about it. And I believe that I'm passionate for it in a different reason. Mm. So my passion for it is more of an accomplishment. And every bodybuilder, when they do it, it's an accomplishment, and that's their self-drive. Like, yes, we did it. But I'm okay in the level that I'm at. I'm you like, have no. other priorities, you would say? Yeah, okay. because it, it does take a lot from someone who competes. Right, you mentioned the time. that competes and that gets to that pro level, boy, it's a sacrifice. Like, I've sacrificed, but you have to literally dedicate your life to eat, breathe, and sleep bodybuilding. I have some friends that, you know, they started off, you know same level as me and now they're at you know a pro level and it's like I have seen them put the hard work I've
0: seen it like I'm like yeah like they... what does a, a a day look like of a um, bodybuilder body say when you're prepping what is what a, what is a regular day look like I would say typical like yeah I know a lady that she wakes up at three o'clock in the
1: morning just because she has clients that she has to train she wakes up at three in the morning goes does her cardio at four in the morning trains a client at five and does it. but she's crazy and her name is kiwi and she's crazy i love her to death but um normally what i would say any bodybuilder is like you wake up at that time five six o'clock in the morning you have to do what's called fasted cardio meaning there's nothing in your body you had your eight hours of sleep ideally and you wake up and you do that fasted cardio if that's part of your workout regimen Uh, Some people don't have to do it fasted in the morning. Some just have to do it post, whatever it is that your coach knows that what your body needs. Um, And uh, once you do your fasted cardio, you got to eat your breakfast and your breakfast, it has to be weighed out. Everything has to be weighed out. And most people, I would assume, make their breakfast like right that day. Um, It's more of like the meals, the chicken, that's already pre-cooked, that I feel like it's already pre-cooked. You just weigh it out or if you weighed it out the day before. Um, you eat your breakfast, you go to work, you don't go to work. I don't know. Um, and then, you know, you have your four or five meals in between, you know, your eight hour shift of work and then you go to the gym. Which right? are also measured, I'm assuming. Yeah. Everything has to be measured like, mm-hmm. to the T, like a three ounces of asparagus veggies or, you know, eight ounces of chicken, 124 grams of carbs. Like, okay. And you had to eat what you're told to eat. If your diet consists of carbs, it's either what your coach chooses, which are the main staples, either rice or like a sweet potato or a potato, type, some type. Uh, those are the only things really that I know. And then, you know, some coaches will do rice cakes, but um, it's mainly rice. Mm-hmm. Just eat rice, eat rice, plain white rice. And the carbs are the basic carbs. It's, you know, uh, chicken and ground turkey for me because I was a female, but my husband, he needed red meat um for the protein uh well for the red meat of how what minerals it has different than um like white like chicken so uh it it contains a lot more fat too so he needed that to convert that Mm -hmm. into more muscle gain and he would have to eat ground beef or steak and i'm like i'm over here eating tilapia and chicken the last couple days and just egg whites and no carbs I go with no carbs because my category is different. My husband's a bigger guy. So he has to eat more, way more than I do. And he gets carbs. I don't. Uh, so it was just like each person's diet is different. It depends on what your category is. Cause there is different categories for women. There's bikini, there's wellness, there's uh, physique and figure for men. There's classic physique, there's classic, there's open bodybuilding, and there's like levels, open bodybuilding, this heavyweight, lightweight, there's a lot of categories. Mm. And for most bodybuilding shows, they go for the men <laughs> because it is more common that the men, the, What did I, I forgot who said this, I'm not saying it, but somebody said this, I heard it once bodybuilding is, like, people go for for it, the, it being, like, a freak show. Like, you want to know what the biggest, baddest, like, it's, like, it amazes you. It's, like, I'm, like, well, I wouldn't call it a freak show, but, yeah, like. <laughs> I forgot who said it. It's not me saying it. Yeah. I remember watching an Instagram, and I was, like, that was kind of mean, but, all right. Yeah, I get it. Like, like? Yeah. And I get it, but I was, like, all right, but most of the time it is for the men, hmm. and, um, and it's it's not uncommon. So it's like, but, you know, bodybuilding, I feel like, has grown over the years. And it's a lot more talked about than it was when I can remember. Um, and it's just the only thing that I can say now about bodybuilding is, like, I feel like sometimes it's, it gets taken away from the actual way that it's supposed to be. Like, some the sacrifice that you have to do to do that bodybuilding show, I've seen influencers online that say, oh, I'm a bodybuilder. But yet I've never done a bodybuilding show. Mm. Um, bodybuilding is building your body. I get that. Like that is a bodybuilding. But for people to say, I'm a bikini bodybuilder, but yet you've never done a show, you've never actually stepped on stage, I don't feel like you should categorize yourself like that. Right. Diet that it takes to, you know, to do these shows, it's like it's intense. And you have people just eating, you know, junk and, you know, doing shows. I'm like, it just, it takes away the whole principles of the bodybuilding. Mm, the principles, yeah. right. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. my husband's subject. If you get him on that one, it's like, all right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, may- maybe uh, maybe we will. It sounds... Uh... <laughs> It sounds interesting. You know, I love it when people, I I especially love talking to people when they're so passionate about something, whatever that is, fill in the blank. But, you know, because um, I think you get to the nitty gritty, for example, you know, know, you're getting very detailed with the discipline, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just, yeah, I do it or, you know, eat, cheat every once in a while. No, it's like it's for a specific amount of time. It's what it is. Yeah. You You literally have
1: to eat what you're supposed to eat. Not a gram more, not a gram less, not this, not skip a meal, not, oh, I'm going to have a cheeseburger this weekend because I deserve it. No, there are cheat meals, but it goes based upon what your body doing. Yeah, is parameters. Eating. Yeah, like what your body's doing in those weeks. Oh, okay, like you need a refeed. That's what it's called. And that's when your coach will say, hey, yeah, you need a refeed. Go get a cheeseburger. No cheese, no fries, no nothing like that. Just the burger. Would that be depending on like the weight or your measurements? Yeah, everything of how uh, right. how the coach sees your progress. Okay. if you look too flat, they're gonna be like, okay, you know, your shows next week. You know, go have a refeed. It just depends. And people that coach need to know how to coach because sometimes you have people that don't know how to coach mm. to be like, oh yeah, I do this, this, and this, and it's like, well, that's why that person looked like that because you didn't coach them properly.
2: Yeah.
0: So coach- so so if somebody's looking to do. You know, any sort of training, or maybe looking for a coach. Like, what are some of the things they be should they should be looking for in a coach to get a good coach? What would you say some of those questions should be?
1: Um, the main question I think that someone should ask uh, when trying to find a coach is, you tell them what you need, and they they can take that. Not for them to be like, no, you need to do this, this, and this. Like, this is what your you know priorities need to be. Mm. No, my goal is this, this, and this. That coach needs to understand that and be like, Yeah, you know what? Let's work on your goals. Not I've I've seen it before where it's like someone will say, Hey, I wanna be yeah, I want you to be my coach. Like I wanna do this, this and this. Like, okay, yeah. But I think you should do this, this, and this. No, but that wasn't, you know, the person's goals. Like assess their goals, like tell your goals and make sure that person can assess those goals that what you wanna do. Now, if things change later down the road. Like my first goal was like, I just want to work out. Like I, and it, my goals changed on my own. Like I want to do bodybuilding. So that's how mine went. So I feel like anybody that wants to find a coach, um, I feel like coaches are more for accountability and for also educational purposes. Like if you don't know and you're going to the gym, like you don't know anything, I do recommend if you go with a coach or someone that does know something about weightlifting, fitness or something. So you have some type of guidance. Um, YouTube can only do so much. Um, But I feel like the main one would be make sure that your goals are assessed first. Mm-hmm. And that's what their
0: priority is. Your goals, not what they're telling you your goals should be. It's like your own. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it sounds like somebody that it's more like a listener that it's invested in you, yeah. not what they think of what you should yeah. be or do.
1: Yeah. Or someone just trying to collect money from you because it, it can happen like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah we can train you. And it's like you're not guiding your client. You're not doing this for your client. You you have to do something for you. It's not just oh yeah, bend your elbow. Oh yeah, do this. No, it's a, a lot more than just telling them, hey, do this. It, it's it's you build a relationship with this client, so they start confining in you. Like they'll they'll but like you know they want you to give them that comfort to be like, I need the push. So you gotta help me push. And that's, mm. accountability is what I, I feel like a a trainer really is accountability is a one thing that when you hire someone, that's what it's for. Mm. It, you know, like I said, some people need that lesson learned. Like, oh, I don't know how to work out. Cool. Once you learn how to work out, then why do you need a coach?
0: Mm. Accountability. Mm. To be like. Great point. Yeah. To be like, do it. <laughs> you know, I, I, I agree 100%. You know, um, the only coaches I've had other than sports was when I joined Orange Theory. Fantastic coach. I also want to have her on, um, which is Coach Ellie. Um, and then now I train jiu-jitsu, you know, and, and um, so I like me looking at I always look at coaching because I take it very seriously, too. And I never looked at it as much as when I joined Orange, because when I joined Orange, I was like a high, uh, 50 pounds heavier than I am now. And I went in there because I wanted to lose weight to train jujitsu and I hated being on the treadmill uh, I was first introduced or not first introduced, but it was when I started using more often the uh, rower um, and I hated it. Well, this coach, Coach Ellie, she made me love it. Now <laughs> I love the rower. Like sometimes, especially if I need a quick workout, the rower, and I love it. I And it's so, that was to me, that was so mind blowing about how good, like, Coaches can be not just to coach, but actually to inspire you to go in there and do something that most people hate doing. You walk out feeling great, feeling inspired, feeling ready to go make the world better. Um, And it was her, really. Um, so every, you know, and so when you talk about like, you know, uh, a coach won't just tell you how to do the right forms. It's somebody that's going to push you and inspire you, uh, in whatever way that is. And, and, and want to make you want to keep coming back to keep doing it and do it better and more and, you know, keep evolving, you know, for you, it evolved into just working out It evolved to, you know, bodybuilding. So it sounds like. You had great mentors because <laughs> if you would have had some people like, yeah, you know, I don't want to compete here. I don't want to be around this. And, you know, maybe, you know, who knows what how that could have turned out. So, yes, when you talk about like trainers, I mean, and, you know, I, I wanted to pick your brain on that because, you know, you obviously achieved a lot. Um, and um, that's interesting you say that.
1: Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah. So you know, you, you start your competition. Um, and so what, at first, what was the hardest thing for you to get disciplined at, you know, because there's so much things you have to change, um, or, you know, to change or to stop doing to, you know, from, um, prepping your food and, um, eating it. So what would you say some of those, some, some of the, or, some of the biggest mental things um that you had to kind of go through to change because you did change.
1: I think one is like to wake up with that purpose. Like I gotta wake up. I gotta do cardio. I don't want to get out of bed.
0: Mm. Oh, I'm going today.
1: Like, no, I got to get out of bed. Like I'm not going to get nothing done if I stay in bed. And that's just like that goes, That started playing in my life too. I'm like, because I got comfortable because mm. I was working. You know, I had my job. Okay. Like, I was doing okay. I was like, ah, okay. You got I'm your house. house. I was sleeping today. Like, no, it it gave it gave me more of a reason to, like, get up, mm. get up, get up. Now you got to do cardio. And I still implement that to this day. I can't eat and I can't get my day going until I go to the gym and do cardio. I still do fasted cardio to this day. My husband, he does it too. Uh, there's some days he's like, and that's a day, but he he he's gotten like that too. Where it's like, I'm gonna go do fasted cardio first. I'm like, okay, cool. Like, mm. I can't get my day going without doing fasted cardio. Mm. Sometimes it's pointless, but I'm just like, I'm gonna go do it. I'm gonna go do. I'm gonna go on the stairs. I'm gonna go run. I'm gonna go do something. Like, I'll just, I'll go sit in the sauna, wake myself up. Most people go in the sauna just to like relax after their workout. No, I go in there to wake up. I go in there and I stretch. And I'm like all right now I'm sweating out like now I need to get up so I do my cardio like that um so that waking up just trying to find the motivation to be like I have to get this done because like I gotta do an hour and when that hour like 37 minutes is, I'm like okay okay all right you're almost done you're almost done home stretch that and then like the hardest the next one was like making myself eat because I don't eat that that nasty food like it was just getting so tiring and boring. I literally would have to, like, pretend and close my eyes and eat the food because it was, like, it's boring. Mm. Like, I can't use any sauces. Hot sauce is the only one because it's zero calories. Mm. Lucky. I'm going to every grocery store finding all the different types of hot sauce, Red Hot, Cholula, (laughs) this, that, Taco Bell. Like, my thing was full of hot sauces because there's zero calories. But towards the end of my show, like, getting closer to that day, I have to take those away too because of the sodium. Mm. So I'm like, I couldn't drink these two weeks out. I'm like, I hate my life. Like this is this is horrible. Why am I doing this? And then after you know the two weeks, those are like I felt like those were my hardest the last two weeks. And after that, I'm like, man, that was good. Like oh, I can't believe I did that. So just yeah, motivation to wake up and then eating my food. I would hate it. I would, yeah, sometimes I would just. Instead of cooking my egg whites, I would drink them. Because I'm like, I'm about to eat this. I'm about to eat this. And I would drink them. And one time I tried to blend my chicken and eat it with my egg whites. <laughs> that didn't work out. It didn't work out. I not It didn't work out,
0: but it was okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh, uh the, the funny. The, the things that certain things make you want to try.
1: Yeah. I learned you? how to make pancakes just with egg whites and cinnamon. Uh, Literally. Ooh. Spray egg whites and cinnamon. I learned how to make. How do you
0: do those? uh you fluff the egg whites uh-huh. you fluff 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 fluff, fluff, fluff. Yeah, until they're
1: like yep and then you just pour a little flip it and put sugar free uh syrup on it uh mm. spinach tortillas you grab a, a little bit of spinach egg white blend that up and then put it on the pan flip it and it becomes a tortilla oh i fried my tilapia so hard it became a chip i Put in the air fryer for so long, with seasoning. I would take it out and it's like, just eat it with like a chip. Yeah. I came up with some weird things, and even my husband—that's awesome. I love that. Like he would be like, "What did you just do?" I'm like, "I made a muffin (laughs) with protein powder, a little bit of oatmeal, and egg whites." And he's like, "This is actually pretty good." I've made all kinds of stuff and I'm like, cause I get bored. I'm like, I don't want really to eat that today. So. <laughs> wow. You get creative.
2: Like you get
0: very creative. I'm like, well, oh well. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, how does, how does, how does your son take after you, like up to this point with, in regards to like the, um, you know, the, the fitness world? So
1: he has his own fitness, um, I guess fitness ways He does Muay Thai, um, Mm. he does baseball, and uh, he likes both, uh, but he's a kid, so he likes his chips, he likes this and that, and it wasn't until he started getting into Muay Thai that he realized, like, all right, I like, you know, losing weight, so he did get a little heavier, um, and then when he started doing that, and then on top of the fact of my husband being, like, you, my husband can walk by a mirror and you think girls are bad? My husband's the worst. My husband will walk by a mirror, and be like, like, <laughs> like, baby, you don't, you don't have to, like. And he's like, no, I don't. I'm like, yeah, you do. So my son does it too. So my son will flex because now my husband has like done it so many times. I'm like, Eli does it too. it's um, <laughs> funny. He'll he wanted to do a bodybuilding show. Um, I don't know if he still wants to do it, mm. but um, for the most part. I cook the way I would if I prep. Mm-hmm. I literally grab two packs of chicken. I season them, whatever I do, put them on the grill. They're good for three days. We all eat the same thing every day. I am that boring of a cook. I will still cook like I'm prepping for a show. So I grab big old container of chicken, big old container, container of ground beef and rice, and every day we have the same meals. Every day. Makes it easy. It makes it easy. There's days where I cook like I'll, you know, a steak, some enchilada, something random. I'll cook it. Uh, But for the most part, out of the whole week, we do that. And then on the weekend, we'll kind of like, whatever. But I mix it up. I like, you know, put different sauces. I'll make it into a burrito one day or, you know, a salad another. So it's easier because it's already there. And a family of, I consider my husband like three people. So a family (laughs) of five that it helps
0: yeah so <laughs> <laughs> he eats a lot yeah well you know he's he's six foot and he's a bodybuilder i can't imagine because logan eats a lot i mean he does work out too um but he's not six foot um this man could eat a whole
1: pizza pizza eat some ice cream and sit down and an hour later am i starving you haven't fed me all day what the heck? you just ate no i didn't, no, I didn't. <laughs> like and i never feed him that's his thing he's like you don't feed me i'm like dang well we just went to the grocery store spent 350 dollars and this is this is what my fridge looks like two glasses of water in there that's like it's all gone yeah. <laughs> That's, uh, yeah, that's, that sounds about right. Oh yeah. And power lifters, bodybuilders, everybody, when COVID happened, like I have a deep freezer and I've always had it stocked, right? And when Mm. COVID happened, I felt like I could have been slanging some chicken and upselling it because there was no (laughs) chicken. There was nothing. Everyone was like, there's no protein. There's no meats. There's and I'm over here like. I got enough. Like, I was good. Ooh. So there was times where I would see friends post that they couldn't find chicken. They had to go to different
0: grocery stores. I remember those days. Yeah, I'm like,
1: dang, I could be slinging some chicken. Like,
0: I got tilapia. Yeah, I rem- I mean, I remember taking video of the stores of, I just, they literally looked like uh, like an episode from, uh, what was that? Zombies show? Um Walking Dead. Walking Dead. <laughs> yes. It's been a long time I haven't seen the show, but yeah, it l- literally felt like that, yeah. uh, you know, you know how they'd go to the stores mm-hmm. and uh, things would be picked out or some stuff would be empty. And I'm like, yeah. I would take video. I'm like, this is like unreal. Yeah. So yeah, th- yeah, definitely. You, But y- your house was stocked. It was
1: stocked. <laughs> And like, even now, should have known that. Yeah. Even now, like I take something like whatever I cook that week when I go to the grocery store. I'm like, okay, I use four packs of chicken. I got to buy four packs of chicken. I got to do this. So I have to replenish every time.
0: And I'm like, my husband eats too much. (laughs) So are you are you a good planner? Would you say that? You know, because as I got older, I realized the power of planning. Mm hmm. Um, so, you know, because all that stuff takes planning and I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Okay. How much do I need? And yeah,
1: I have a, we have a list at home. Like if something runs out, I tell my son, like, Hey, make sure you write it. If you can use the last of it, like mayonnaise, whatever it is. That way, when I go to the store, um, if I get really bored, I'll rewrite the grocery list because I memorize like what, how Walmart is laid out. And I go to Walmart cause I love Walmart. Not everybody is a Walmart person. I am. And I will literally, like, categorize what everyone put on the list or what I did into groups. Okay, I know the fruit and vegetables are first. Then it's the frozen stuff. Then it's the condiments. And then it's this. And it, and so I put the grocery list like that. So when I'm like, okay. And I, you know, or when I look at it, I'm like, okay, I'm coming up to this aisle. Let me look. I was like, okay, I need this, this,
0: and this. So do you write it, like, in a paper? Yeah, I'm old school. Okay. Oh, I like writing on paper. Have you ever tried, like, using Alexa? No. That's, like, so mind-blowing because it categorizes it for you. No. <laughs> and then you have an app, so you just kind of scroll. Old school. Okay. I like my pen and my paper. You like to scratch it off
1: that yes. dopamine hit. Yes. I'm like, yes. Oh, and sometimes I don't even scratch it off. I just look at it. I'm like, and then when I'm done with the paper, I'm like, and then just throw it away. And I feel like I, I, I don't know if it's just me, but the power of writing, whatever, like it could just be the grocery list or it, it could be my feelings. I, I keep a journal with my feelings or how I felt that day. And I don't know if it's because my dad spent a lot of time in jail. And as a kid, I had to write my dad. That was the sad part. I'm like, the only time I get to communicate with my dad is when he's in jail. So I would write him constantly. We would write each other. And I was like, you know, that was the only person who would really write him. My sister wouldn't because she was like, why do I have to talk to him now? I'm like, true. Um, I'm like, well, that's true. But I feel like I'm so used to writing. It was writing my feelings down when I was talking to my dad or what happened. Like, I still do it to now. Like, I'll be, like, writing in my little journal. And then, like, if my husband sees me writing,
0: he's, like, talking crap about me.
1: Oh, not this time. <laughs> oh, sorry about you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, It's funny. I was actually going to ask that next if you had, like, any sort of, like, journals you kept, which now I know um, you do. And so, um, you know, so write. Have you always kept a journal? Yeah. You know, it's crazy.
1: I don't know if you remember, but I'm a Spongebob chick, right? And that's literally my email still to this day. One of them. I think you got the more professional one. But um, I had a journal from back in the day. And it was 7th grade. It said it on there. 7th grade. Wow. Um, And I opened it up and I didn't realize I did this. The first like 5 or 6 pages, I wrote in it and then I folded it. And I stapled it. I opened it like maybe a couple months ago. And I was like, holy crap. I was like, I did get married. Like, oh my god, I want I wanted to be a hairdresser. What the heck am I thinking? Like wow. I opened it and I was like,
0: "Jesus." So, why did you staple it? Like what, what was um was it like your was it your dreams, a list of your dreams I or goals know. or I, know. I was just writing my feelings and I just stapled it. Right. I don't know if when I was in
1: 7th grade if I was like, "I'll open it later." I don't know why I did it. Wow. I don't know why I stapled it, but I did, and I still have that journal. I'm like, and it's crazy is like, I can't remember if I wrote notes to you, but I know I did in sixth grade and seventh grade. And like I was writing notes like we would, we didn't text back then. So we would fold the the paper like however we would fold it and then we would like, give it to And you would get creative of yeah. how to fold it. So especially the one where it like, looks like a little. Like, yeah. Yes. So I have okay. a lot of those letters. And one one name that keeps popping up is my friend Elizabeth that I went to uh, elementary school with. I'm still friends to this day with her um her name pops up a lot in there because we wrote a lot to each other but i have a bunch of notes from friends that i used to like write and like fold them up whatever pass them to each other so i have a lot of their notes to me and i'm like i should probably go through this one day i'm like nah it's it's like a little shoe box full of paper wow I'm like, no i'm like no so i think that's why still to now i keep a journal because i'm like in, in the beginning of my journals, I always say, do not read any pages till this book is full. So I have to fill a journal up first. And then if I want to start my book, i start the first chapter and continue on. So I don't ever try to read what I wrote mm-hmm. three days ago, two months ago, whatever it
0: is.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Wow. That is uh, very deep. Yeah, uh, I do have a journal now, but it, I didn't always have one you know, so it that's, uh, it really does, Yeah, it really does uh, so how often do you write and is it just whenever you get the feeling or do you have a like, you, do you have a, like a goal I tried the goal thing, like I tried to be like, okay, every you know, this
1: time I'll do this, no, it doesn't mean anything to me when I do it, when I'm like, alright, fine, I'll write it it's mm. more when I feel like makes if I'm sense. Sad, if I'm happy if I'm angry, I'm like I need a I need a vent because now I'm a stay at home wife. I don't work, and a lot of people that I thought were friends are like I don't communicate with them that much, and people that I don't like talk to like I used to anymore. I'm like, who am I gonna talk to? Like, all right, I write in my journal, and I feel like my journal is my my friend, like I'm, mm. I'm telling you my feelings because right. I don't need your opinion. I just want to tell you what's going on. So I think that's why I like my journal because I'm like, whenever I feel any kind of emotions, whether it's a daily life, whether it's an argument with my husband, whatever it is, I write it down because mm. I'm like, I don't need nobody's opinion. I don't even need his. I'm like, I just want to write it down. Like I want to mm-hmm. feel it out. And honestly, every time I write it, I feel even better. I'm like, huh, I could be happy writing something happy. But then like, after I write, it, I'm like, I'm more happy. If I'm sad, I am like. Afterwards, I'm like, okay, I feel
0: good. Yes. Be compressed. Cool.
1: And then get my day going.
0: Yes. It's like you just kind of puke it there and like, okay, got it. Yeah. And sometimes, does this happen for you? Like, sometimes when I'm like, Writing it help it like I get other ideas. Mm-hmm. Like it helps me actually think. Yeah, it does. um Forward versus repeating yeah. the same thing.
1: When I'm about to write in my journal, I'm like, I know what I'm gonna write about. I, this is going on in my head. This isn't this and, this. and then I start writing. I'm like, wait, this too. And then like other things pop up in my head. I'm like, I didn't even write down what I was thinking. Like something else just popped up in yes. my head.
0: Yes, yes. There's definitely when you mentioned there's a power in writing. Uh, Definitely, I agree with that. Although I don't write I the grocery spell. list.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. As long I'm, as you know. Yeah, I think I was like in the seventh grade, I think I was young. And I remember my sister being on the couch and I was on the floor. And I look at her, and I'm like writing something for school. And I'm like, Nessa, how do you spell of? She's like, Are you serious? I was like, <laughs> yeah. And I hated my mom and my sister always used to do this. They would say, Sound it out. My of oven o-v-e are you stupid what like oven of oven she's like oh was like oh yeah I, was like, I really thought of oven so i was like o-v-e yeah of, of. right she's like are you stupid i was like no O-F- no
0: why am O-F- i O-F- O-F- i was like oh yeah you're right it was the simplest word sometimes i'm like just like in life sometimes it's the simplest things we uh you know make a whole scene uh or drama out of but um i was going to i was wondering too you know sometimes when people do like very what people would consider crazy things or like oh she kind of went kind of nuts over there in the in the uh workout world we don't even see her anymore I don't know, you know, well, how was your relationship with the people around you? What did they, how how supportive or, you know, how were they towards you when you decided to take on something challenging? And
1: uh, At first, like my mom and my family, they didn't understand it. They were like, why, 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 why? And even when I lost all that weight and I was a little toothpick, um, my mom was just like, like, she didn't tell me, don't do it. Like, but it was more of a question, why are you doing it? Mm-hmm. And my sister would ask me to, but my mom would help me. If I asked her, like, hey, mom, I didn't get this groceries, whatever. Like, she would go get them for me or something. My sister would come over and help me cook. Uh, my friends, um, they liked to go out and party, but they knew, no, let's not invite Yesenia. She can't go out. And they didn't t- change their relationship with me. It just changed the fact that they knew they couldn't ask me to do certain things. And a lot of times when I get ready for shows, it's around holidays. And that's like the hardest one. I miss like Thanksgiving. Sometimes I miss Christmas. Uh my own birthday. Like I can't eat what I want because I gotta eat this. And so most of most people, I guess because of the relationships I build with people, like my family, friends, they see who I am. They see how funny and energetic and I can be and that I'm loving and caring. Uh, you know, do for you if I can. And then they realized when I begin prep, I'm a different person. Like, it's like my my happy energetic is still there, but it's different. I'm still willing to do for you, but it's different. Like, everything's different, and everyone understood that. So nobody like really bashed me, be really like, no, that's stupid. Why are you doing it? It was more like, oh, yeah, like, cool. Like, we're here for you. And if I that's needed awesome. something, they were there. Um, and a lot of people knew when I was on it, because it's like, things about me changed and then my physical appearance changed but at the end everyone always told me the same thing dude we're proud of you like you know I didn't believe you could do that I didn't know you could do that and it was just everyone's comments were the same so I was like I have support Um, and I'm glad I did because it would have been more difficult having people being negative to me
0: right right yeah you know that's that's really good I guess it it speaks a lot of how you are right so you know you have a supportive fam, supportive family um, and then you have all these goals that, you know, you decided to put on yourself, um, and make, made things easier, but you know, it, it speaks of like kind of where you come from, you okay. know, you got to support a family and you're a great person raising a great son from what it looks like already. So that's, wow. Yeah, man, time, time goes by so mm-hmm. fast. Amazing. Right. Yeah. And, uh, so what are, what are your goals? You know, you mentioned you're a stay home mom. What are, what are your goals now for, like, the, the coming years?
1: Um, so my goal that I had planned to do and
0: I hadn't done
1: just yet was um, when I bought the home at first in 2018, I knew this was a forever home, meaning I'm going to forever keep this home. Why? Because I'm going to rent it out. If I rent it out, cool. But, more like, the moral of it was if my son needs somewhere to be, I have somewhere my son can be. If I have more children— they always have somewhere to be they always have something called home and I got that from my mom because my mom did the same she was like this home is this is a family home this is my kids home she never considered it her home she said kids home so this is where her children this is their home so I wanted to do that as well and then mm. well my son he doesn't I don't feel like you don't want them to but I don't feel like my child's gonna go through anything like that where he'll need that but I just in the back of my head if you need it it's there but um, it being a rental property because I knew I've got this home Whoever I decide to be with wherever I want to be with Mary or whatever I need to build with them. You mm. can't build on something that's already here. We've got to build together. So um, that home like I said rental um, my next goal is to get a either build or get a duplex a triplex something like that and get that going um, and then after we get that going then possibly start building our home. Cause me and my husband both agree. We want to build our home. Um, and then we'll have two, three, four, maybe, you know, rentals. And that will be my income. It kind of, sort of, I know it's not going to be like bomb going the first time, but positive is the home that I have is already, I got that one on a really good deal. And what it's worth now, I'm like, I can charge this one. We'll be okay. Right. So
0: yeah, yeah. It's definitely an appreciating investment.
1: Yeah. So, that was one, um, but then thinking about it, I'm like, well, I don't really know anything about property management. Maybe I can go do some property management somewhere to get my foot in the door to understand what it is to be a landlord, because that's a whole other ballgame. I'm like, great. And um, since I've been married, it'll be a year in March, um, I have not worked. And at first, I was like, well, why, does it, why don't I work? Why don't I do this? And my husband's like, that's not what you want to do. I'm like... Maybe if I go back to the dentist's office, he's like, if you want to. I'm like, what do I want to do? And I spoke to a realtor recently, and she was telling me, like, kind of, you know, what my steps could be or, or whatnot. And one thing that she told me is she said, you are lucky to have your husband because he is allowing you to find yourself and what you want to do. Right. That you don't have to work right now. And you want to. And if you choose to, at least your husband there is being supportive. I was like... Yeah, he really is. Like, I gotta think about it like that. I, it was more of like, babe, I got everything. You don't got to work. I'm like, I thought that's what the thing was. But I think underline, it's like, you don't know what you want to do yet. Go figure, figure it, out. it out. And I, I love him for that. I'm like, well, I just asked him today, this morning. I was like, babe, when you're tired, like, how do you push yourself? He goes, I got no choice. I just got to do it. I'm like, oh. <laughs> you know, when I'm tired, he's like, what? I say, I go to sleep. <laughs> he was like, Must be nice, huh? I was like, Yeah, hey, it's really nice. But I was like, I need to stop being like that. I was like I need to find my drive again. He was like, Okay. <laughs> you're, you're okay. Yeah. Do it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's always been like, I gotta do this, I gotta do this, I gotta I gotta keep moving. I got Right. But this last year, I don't
0: know if it's because I became a wife and I was just like, I'm a wife. I just you're just. It sounds like you're just taking the moment for what it is, and yeah.
1: then because some people, when I was younger, for now, yeah, <laughs> when I was younger, I would tell myself like, I don't want to get married. Like, why would I get married? Like, a man telling me what to do, me, me doing this for a man. Me... And I'm like, and then I got a little older. I was like, all right, if I get married, like, okay, I'll cook, I'll clean, but dang, I got to work too. Like, and I, as I was thinking, I'm like, how's something gonna be fifty fifty? I'm like, how's that fair? But. A marriage isn't a relationship. A good relationship is not 50 50. It will never be 50 50. 80 20, 30 70. Like it will never be 50 50. And you have to learn how to lose some battles to be able to win what you need in in the future. You're not always going to win every battle. It has to be both. Like each one has to lose. And it's a negotiation. Yeah. And some (laughs) people are like, I can't be, you know, stay at home. I can't be just, you know, having this or whatever. And at first I was like that too. I'm like, mm. no, I can't do that. Like the man, no, no. And it wasn't until I got married to my husband where I'm like, no, I enjoy cooking for you. I enjoy Having when we go do fast cardio, he goes and showers. I let him go do that, and I'm in the kitchen. I'm cooking, doing everything. And right when he sits down, his hot breakfast is there, and I just enjoy it. I enjoy doing that. I enjoy catering to my husband. And some people are like, "No, that's like doing this." And I'm, I enjoy it. Right. I don't care what anybody else has to right. think. I don't think it makes me any a little of a person. This is what I enjoy doing. Mm-hmm. My husband is the one working. My husband is the one holding this house together. The least I can do is make him happy, so it can keep on going. Cause right. if I make him mad, sad, if angry him, it's not gonna be a happy house. Right? Like, it's it's a teamwork. Thing. Yeah. It's not the I forgot what the other saying is, but it's not happy wife, happy life. No, I forgot what it is, but it's like happy something, happy home. I forgot what it was. Happy life, happy home, happy. It rhymes with home. I forgot what it was, but it was something like that. I'm like, that's true. It's not just the wife has to be happy to be. A happy life it has to be both have to be happy. Why does one person have to be sad? Why does one person have to be miserable? Why does one person have to do all the hard work? No, it's like
0: at right the home has to be happy right a hundred percent. I mean, I think you know everybody has a job, and if everybody does a job and that job can be different things, right? It can mean anything. It could be both people working and then both splitting the stuff at home um, or it, it could be anything, right? And it's just uh, a happy life. I, I think I 100% agree with you. It's, I think it's um, just doing what you love. Um, and I, it, it falls down really to being, to being, um, to loving yourself, I think, because when you love yourself, you know, you're already in a better mindset and you know and if if you're in a better mindset then you know you can you'll be inspired to do some of those things that some people would be like oh you want to do that yeah you know what I mean like you'll be inspired like yeah this is what makes me happy and then you know and then you I'm sure you you'll get your I think it's even easier and I'll say okay I'll say this for this reason right like before before Logan I was married before right and I think before we were always uh and this is something that I learned from like experience right nobody told me um I feel like I was trying to change him and he was trying to change me. Like, I'm like, oh, you should be like this so I can be happy. And I feel like he was doing the same thing. You should be doing this to be happy. Now you love to cook. I don't like to cook at all, you know. And for me, I'm like, okay, I'm trying. I'm doing something I dislike. Um, and then so, but, you know, we were always expecting things from each other without us really, I would say, knowing what we even wanted, mm-hmm. Um, you know, That didn't work out found Logan and something that he taught me was that like, even sometimes I, I, I tried at the beginning to continue those negative habits. I'm like, Oh, you know, this or that you should do this. And, you know, he, I noticed very quickly, he never like told me I should be any other way. And when I was an asshole at Logan, and then I would, time would go by and I would feel like shit because I treated him like shit and he didn't treat me like shit back. And I would be like, hey, Logan, I'm sorry. And he would like hug me and say, it's okay. I, I love you. You know, it's all right. And he, we just wouldn't talk about it anymore. He didn't, you know, he wasn't mean back to me. He, um, even when I was a total asshole, he was patient, you know, and some, um, you know, sometimes he tried, the beginning he would try to fix things um, quickly, but I I need, we quickly found out I needed my time to kind of decompress and get unmad so I can start thinking logically and say, I'm sorry. And when I think it was his reaction to the whole thing from the beginning to the end, where he was like, it's okay, still love you. And we would go on and have a great day. And I was like, wow. I was like, wow. And you know, when you talk about support, hey, finding yourself, you know, Logan's thing from day one was, um, but, but, money aside, if money was not a factor, what do you want to do? Like, what is it that you want to do? You know? And so, um, you know, you're, you're speaking as like what you're doing, what you want to do the same thing. Like now I want to do things for him because I want to make him happy because he makes me so happy. Yeah. You know? So it's, it, and it's like, it's no, Oh, I just need to do it because this is what wives should do. No. Um, so yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, I can. You sound
1: similar to what my husband used to do. Mm. Um, one thing I've always like started telling myself is, you can't change a person. The person will change for you. Not everyone's meant to be who they think they're supposed to be meant with. And one thing that I struggled with my husband is he's very stubborn. Like, no. This is what I believe in. Like, oh, you you want? Oh, when he gets his moods, it's like, nope, I don't hear nobody else in, but in my own head, right? And he was just so used to that because it was always he had to think for himself, do for himself. It's always himself, and that was understandable because of his background, everything. It was always, you know, think on your toes, pretty much. And um, he would always tell me, "I don't have time for feelings." I'm like, okay our our story was we dated for a year we split for a year we reconnected last february and two weeks later we got married yeah and we a- eloped in vegas and it was just like we were talking to each other and i was like i, I said it first i was like why don't we just go get married he was like no because the last time we rushed our relationship the first time and it ended ugly and i just don't want to do that again this and that i was like yeah you're right and then we started talking about things in the future like we'd had before and, and it wasn't like till two days later he was like you let's just go get married. I was like, you're not serious. I was like, yeah. I was like, okay, send me some money right now and I'll start booking tickets. Cause he was a truck driver and uh, he was driving from one city, one city to another state. So he was driving through. So I booked him a flight from where he was going to stop. And me from Dallas, my son didn't even know. And I took my son with me. We went to Vegas, got married, surprised everyone. And then just, you know, had our ups and downs and everything. But one thing i tried to do before when we first were dating was i tried to change him i'm like no you have to do this cuz i'm doing this you have to do this and how my husband is i had to learn that like you're saying you he had to learn you i had to learn to be patient i have no patience i had no patience when something made me mad it was like no this and i'm very <laughs> a control freak i'm like no you you have to tell me sorry like you my husband had to learn that and he, me doing what I did, like you're saying Logan did for you, my husband started picking that up. And it's not like when he's mad at me, I used to want to just be around him. Like, no, babe, no. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about our feelings. No. <laughs> he makes fun of me. He's like, you just want to talk about feelings. <laughs> I'm like, well, how does that make you feel? Don't take it. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, it's okay. Like, Talk to me. But now it's like, okay, when well, my husband's upset and he's got to that point, I'm like, Mm-hmm. I'll be back the dude got him a motorcycle because I'm like he's always told me even when our first we first started dating oh, a motorcycle is the way I decompress a motorcycle this motorcycle that I'm like oh, okay cool and when we got married I was like what can I do for my husband mm. so I was like let's go get a motorcycle so we went to go get a motorcycle and when he would get mad he'd be like I'll be back I'm like okay <laughs> Yeah, and I used to, when he used to walk away from me, I'd blow his phone up or, or you know, bug him. And it was just like, it wasn't healthy. So I was like, now I let him breathe, give him a space. And then depending on where he's at or what he's doing, i hey, can I get a hug? Yeah, come on. If he tells me, yeah, that means we're good. If he tells me, no, I just need space. Okay, I'll come back later. Yeah, so, he's, he's still, he's still, yeah, I, I feel him. And we... <laughs> And when we start, we're at that point where it's like he's calmed down. He's had time to think about what I did say. He'll talk to me and be like, you know what? I do get where you're coming from, blah, 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 this and that. I'm like, we are talking about feelings. But I don't like to row that in and mm-hmm. I was just like, yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, when this happens, like, you, you know, you sometimes you do this. Maybe if you, you stop doing this, I can stop doing this. And it just, it might work out. Like, you know, we're talking about it. Yes. And he slowly started changing some of his ways because when I used to speak to him, it was like, it was a fight just saying, hey, babe, what? Like, oh, wait, hold on. What did I do? And it wasn't something I did. It was just maybe how he was feeling or something. Right. So it's like, he he's learned like, okay, I need to tone down myself because this happens just automatically. And when I notice something, I'm like, okay, I can't change that. Let me let him change it. So now it's change where... I still get what I want. We still talk about our feelings and what's bothering me or bothering him. But I just do it in a different way because it's the way that works for him to work for me. I'm right. like, all right, instead of doing it the way I, it should be done, I think it should be done. Uh, it has to be done this way because it needs to be done that way because that's how we work with right. each other. And I'm like, okay. And another way I know he can get unmad at me is if he's mad, I just bring him a bowl of something to eat. Like here. <laughs> like is it good
2: yeah
0: (laughs) you want to watch the movie yeah okay yeah yeah no it's uh you know it's well, well there's no manual for this right and there's no one size fits all right and it's definitely something that's a learning thing like you have to live it and you have to engage with somebody else and then start figuring out how to control that inner dragon really it's what it is right and And me and him are just alike we are literally the same person we're both stubborn
1: we're both hard-headed we're both like no do what i say type of person like we are so alike in so many ways and that's how i know i was like yeah this is my person like i call him my tenderoni your
0: tenderoni (laughs) Yeah. because we met on that's cute
1: okay that's really cute his humor is almost like mine because i'll tell him like oh yeah tell her how we met we met at the grocery store. We met at the gym. Or I'll ask people, "How do you think we met? Oh, at the gym?" Because they both like they can see we work out and stuff. And I'm like, "Yeah, Tinder. Which one's the good one? Swipe left or swipe right?" I would have. I would assume the gym. I don't know. I've never been on the okay, app. One of them was like, "Yes and no," right? Uh huh. He said he was clicking no all the time on me. I was like, <laughs> "What?" He's like, "Yeah, man." Like. I kept swiping this way and you just kept popping back up. I was like, maybe because I swiped this way for you. And I was saying, yes, you were saying no. And Tinder was trying to tell you, like, yes. And then we went on a date and I guess like, I don't know, a lot went down and he just didn't like me, I guess. And he goes to me for two days. And by the second day, I was like, dude, what's up? Nothing. Okay. A day later, I was like, "All right." I called him. I was like, "Hey, you're gonna talk to me or you're not gonna talk to me? I'm too old to be playing this game. You're either gonna talk to me or you're not." I was like, "If you want to sit there, run around, play with other people, you can do all that, but that's not me. So you're gonna talk to me or not talk to me?" He's like, "Hey, hey, hey, what are you doing tomorrow?" I was like, "Nothing." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "All right,
0: cool." And so, how did the first day go for you with him? We
1: sat down. Okay, so when I saw his picture, I was like, oh, cool. I, I thought he was like Middle Eastern or something, because he catfished me. No, but his picture, I was like, you looked like you were from the Middle East somewhere. He was like, huh? And then when I got closer, I was like, no, okay. And I sat down, I was confused. I was like, my second question was like, what are you? Because like, <laughs> I, I didn't know. I'm like, a mouse. Like, okay. yeah, like I didn't know. I was like, he confused me, because he looked like he was mixed, he was whatever, and I'm like, He's like, I'm Hispanic. I was like, is it? He was like, yeah. I was like, oh, okay. And we just started talking, and then, like, him talking about himself and his background, I was like, I've always told myself, I was like, ooh, a man in a uniform, meaning it could be a police officer, a military man, a firefighter, whatever. And I was just like, ooh, man in a uniform. He was ex-military. And then the job he told me he had, I was like, ooh, one of them. Mm. You're not just sitting at the desk. You like the action, Okay. (laughs) talk to me more, and then, you know, fitness and this and that, I was like, in my head, I was like, yeah, and I had recently lost my father, so I was like, he reminded me of my dad, some characteristics, Um, the way he jokes and stuff, my dad does the same thing, and that's where I've gotten it from, because that's, you know, a trait that I feel like he gave me, but um, I was like, man, and I don't know if, like, just hearing him, and he was bald, my dad was bald, I was like, all right, I like this guy, but, like, kept talking to him. I was like, I really like this guy. I never thought about getting married, but yeah, I might want to marry this guy. And he's the first person I ever said, like, I would marry you. Mm. And I've never said that because I was always opposed to marriage. And then when we reconnected, I was like, dude, just might a little do it. Like, why not? Like, just, just go do it. He's like, no, didn't work out the first time. Like, let's, let's do it right this time. I'm like, all right. And then time came and he was like, all right, let's just go do it. I'm like, okay. Cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, I had to implant stuff in his head sometimes when I say, hey, babe, like, look at this garden or something. Like, he knows how I like doing nature stuff. And, like, I can't tell him, babe, take me here. I got to, like, throw it in him and be like, hey, babe, you want to go here? I'm like, oh, my God, that place is beautiful. Was, Just sent it to you last week, bro. Like, <laughs> you can't tell him what to do. He has to, like, oh, look,
0: yeah. I'm going to do it on my own. Yeah. <laughs> You did it on your own. <laughs> okay. You came up with a grand idea. Yeah, no, that's that's funny. You uh you figured it out. Yeah, you're you're very creative. Very. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, Man, I'm hungry. Like, yeah, you're hungry too. Yeah. Dang, you know what you haven't had in a long time? You're like, What? You yeah, haven't had Chinese food in a long time. Yeah, yeah, let's go get Chinese. Knowing that I love Chinese food, I'm like
0: That's yeah! <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah, it sounds like you guys are just having fun. Yeah. A- everybody's in agreement. They're, you know, it's 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 a happy house. He's like, oh, God. like <laughs> I go out with him. I'm like, babe, take my pictures. He's like, oh, all
1: right. And then later on, like, posting them, showing them off, I'm like, I take that picture of you. <laughs> Cause I'll, I'll force him to take pictures. Cause he'll take his own selfie, but like, his good photos, like with a background or something, good scenic it's me. I catch him off guard or I get something. He's like, oh, that one's nice. And I'm like, you get annoyed when I do it, but then you like it. So I'm like, all right. My husband is special.
0: What do you guys like to do for fun?
1: Watch movies in bed. Mm. He says I don't like to watch movies, but the thing is, he likes to watch First 48 and like weird movies. There's a lot of days where I just want to watch Disney. Like I'm still a big kid at heart and I'm like, the other day i was like babe, we always watch something he likes movies that are um something that has to do with like military background or something something like that like he likes action, he likes action movies like it couldn't it, it doesn't even have to be like military background it could be like taken like something with that intense action and i'm like we always watch something you watch can we watch something i watch want to watch he's like what like bug's life he's like
0: fine <laughs> oh yeah but he'll do it he'll do it do you guys watch any shows yeah we we watch
1: several shows so we finish them and then we start something else we recently finished um game of thrones oh yeah i like that one we've both seen it before but i'm sure like, he liked it too it's yeah. a lot of action there
2: Yeah, a lot of action <laughs> so
1: we re-watched it and then uh, Oh wow. We uh we watched this thing called nine eleven, nine one one. It's on Hulu. We watched that and um it's about uh firefighters in Los Angeles. And we watched that and then How's that? It's good. We I've seen it. it. I've seen the ad, just haven't seen the yeah, show. We I like that one more than I do the nine one one lone star. That's the one that's here in Texas. Okay. The one in the one in Texas is kind of more I don't know, there's scenes in it, I'm like, that's really corny. Like, okay. All right, that's like really corny, but the other one we liked, um, we'll find something to watch. Uh it could be like a movie, but if we f- find a show and we actually like it, we try to tell each other like, "Hey, let's wait to watch it together." But what mm. I like to do is cuz I'm home all day, I'll watch an episode or two and then I'll rewind it, like go back <laughs> and watch it with him and act like, "Oh my god." <laughs> he caught me one time. Cause I was like
0: asleep. He was like, you're asleep. I was like, "Babe, I already watched this one.
2: He <laughs> <I'm asleep.
0: laughs> cracked me up. Oh man. So, all right. So it's, uh, over an hour and a half. I want to be generous of your time. Um, and so with every episode, I end up with two final questions. Not about the car driving, right? Oh no, we did talk about, we did. We said we were going to save that. Yeah. Oh, okay. So tell me, tell me, um, before the pod started we were talk oh so it's raining today and it's probably not going to air well it's not going to air today so you know who knows how the weather is going to be like but we were talking about driving you driving here and um your senses yeah <laughs> so tell tell me remind me what uh what's what's going on with you i
1: can't hear out of my left ear i can't smell I can taste, but everything tastes different. I used to love chocolate. Now chocolate tastes disgusting. Uh, these taste like chemicals, and it's crazy. Like, I drink them still. Everything tastes different. Um, the only things that I like is something like with a lot of salt. Like, I was pouring salt on my eggs, and my husband was like, hey, yo. I'm like, really? Like, mind your business. Like, this is mine. Like, um, and then I'm nearsighted. That means you can see near, so I can't see far. Right, right. And driving in the rain, I'm just like, Okay, cool. Like, I just hate it because I can't see. And um, (laughs) you you said something about you don't like I shouldn't be driving or I don't like driving. I'm like, well, I shouldn't be driving.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh my gosh. You know, I kind of feel a little guilty. Make you know having you drive over here. My husband says (laughs) it all the time. He's like, no, because like I'll I'll say I'll drive. No, no,
1: and I shouldn't be driving because I think I think this number's right. I've been in, like, 14, 15 accidents. Eight of them have been my fault, and five of them I fell asleep on the wheel. I get so tired. I literally could have just gotten eight hours of sleep, and I hit the highway. 30 minutes later, I'm like, yeah. Eight, so I really been-
0: <laughs> 18
1: accidents. Wait, know, what would you say? 18. Oh, 15. Eight of them have been my fault. Eight, okay. And oh. then about five of them is when I fall asleep. And the worst one was when I was leaving... Uh, when I was going to TCC, I was leaving and I fell asleep in the parking lot because I was so tired. I was like, I'll miss class. And I fell asleep and I missed the class. And I was like, all right, I'll just drive home. And luckily I was (laughs) driving with the window down and like right there where uh, TCC is, is like the street kind of goes like this, like a curve. And I didn't follow the curve. I went like, closed my eyes for a second. And that second, there was a car coming and I was like head on to her, but I had just like, completely like swerved just a little bit and we hit like that and i didn't have my seatbelt on and like i was i was so lucky i was like and the other ones just been tired like i think it's called highway hypnosis like i literally hit the highway and i can like that was today when i was driving with my husband we we're driving i was just like i was literally playing my
0: game i was like okay hey, like, <gasps> i just. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, 15 accidents and you've fallen asleep five. for five of them. Yeah. And eight of them have been your
1: fault. Yeah. Like there was one where I, I accidentally hit a lady because I wasn't paying attention because I was on my phone because she was at the little yield of the turn right there. And I was like, oh, no cars coming. Oh, no cars coming my phone. I was like, oh, okay, no cars. But I didn't pay attention to that she had didn't move. So I was like, oh. Yes.
0: yes. Oh, my gosh. So have any of those taking you to the, uh, to the hospital? Mm, no. Um,
1: that serious one, I refused to go. I just kind of like didn't want to get in the ambulance and stuff. Or did I get in the ambulance? For the TCC one? Mm-hmm. I did get in the ambulance because I was bleeding. I had blood coming down from here. because I, I guess the sun visor hit my head up here and I got like a little cut. <laughs> Nobody got hurt in my accidents. Everyone's still alive. I'm still alive. It was just minor fender benders.
0: <laughs> yes, yes. So What's the, uh, do you plan on getting like some glasses or does not driving? There. No, they're there. Oh, they're there. Yeah. I remember one time when I got my first pair of glasses.
1: we were in a gym and I had these little glasses. I was like, Ah, oh, I'm so cool. And then I lost them that day because I left them on a bleacher and someone took them. So I was like, All right. I still. Have I guess
0: this. I get no, no
1: glasses. But... I still have those glasses. Oh, you do. I went to go re-get them and I still have those. Oh, okay. And when I was under my mom's insurance, I would get a glasses every year and I have a collection. Sunglasses and glasses. I just don't wear them
0: why don't you well
1: if i get pulled over i do i'll be like oh my, my gosh. restriction on my license
0: you are crazy <laughs> it sounds like uh sounds like i should give you some driving lessons i'm the i i'm the best driver that's right logan yeah. that doesn't yeah yeah <laughs> just kidding yeah i know that is uh you gotta be safe out there you know i'm worried for you and i'll be okay <laughs> do you uh try to stay off the highway mm-hmm. more often? I than try not? to stay out of the car. like yeah. my gym is literally down the street, and I'm like, all right, yeah, well, that helps. That helps. Oh gosh. And okay, so the ear. When did that start? June. June. Mm-hmm. Do Do you think it was just any loud hearing? I think or? it was because
1: like I worked in that nightclub for so many years. Oh. I just think it started getting wear worn out, and then just loud music one day just kind of. Oh.
0: Oh, yeah. okay, that makes sense. And the ear, the eyes—you always just yeah, yeah. It's been just, like, mm, oh, well, I can't see. What is that? Oh well,
1: I can assume <laughs> what it says. And I know red. I think that's the color red. That means stop. All right, gringo, go. Okay, we're good.
0: And the smell and taste did that come from COVID? That came shortly after I lost my ear, so I'm
1: like, yeah, maybe it's all related. I went to a, <laughs> a specialist. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. But I have an MRI schedule to see what's going on with
0: my ear and my sinuses and all that. So we'll see how that goes. Oh, okay. So you're waiting yeah. to hear back. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Well, hopefully it all comes back at some point. The cells do their thing and then they... Yeah. Hopefully. <laughs> so, So, uh, Yesenia, what are the... Um, uh, so, like I said earlier, every episode I end up with two questions and... The first question is, "What is what is the greatest piece of advice you've ever received?"
2: Mm.
0: Oh, you want me to say it now? Um, <laughs> I don't know if I received this or
1: I just heard it somewhere. It was, "I don't want to die thinking what have coulda shoulda." Oh. So I would have done this. I should have done that. I could have done that. Like you just, whatever you do, think, whatever, do it, live in the moment. Like you want to go skydiving, go skydiving. You want to start a business, start your business, start your
0: podcast, start your podcast, whatever it is. Don't die thinking what it could have should have. Oh, that's a good one. Mm -hmm. That's a really good one. That sounds like you're living by it too. Uh, And the second question is what is your personal definition of happiness? Hmm. I feel
1: like happiness, when someone feels happy or has happiness in their life, you feel something in your body, like whatever it is, like butterflies in your stomach, heart racing, that mm, feeling... Whatever it is that makes you feel that feeling inside, and it might not even be something that makes you like happy, you it might be a sad movie, and you'd be like, Oh, that feeling, but you like that feeling, mm. whatever that feeling is inside, whatever it is, that that feeling, what that's what happiness is. It's not like you know, this drink makes me happy, it's you know. Being alive today makes me happy. Like, oh, I, I got out of bed. I actually did my hair today. And I feel happy. I, feel, I got that feeling inside mm. of me. So it's like a feeling.
0: I feel like it's a feeling. I feel that. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for for that. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you for being here today, too. You know, I, I understand it's not always easy to just, you know, speak about yourself or your life um, and then have it available on the internet. So I do appreciate that um uh, coming from you and i i admire what you've done i admire what you're doing what you're doing um you know you're doing you um you're raising a great child you know i uh, you're building your life with your husband um and then now you get to figure out also what else what what's next right because um you know you mentioned it earlier you mentioned how um um when you bought your house, you started feeling comfortable. So then you went for something, right? So, uh, whatever that's cooking, you know, I, I look forward to continue watching you do all the things because it inspires me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it inspires me. Like when I was, you know, when I saw your, uh, I think we, I don't know if we were always connected on Instagram or if we connected at some point, but when I was watching what you were doing, I was like, wow. I mean, I wasn't really surprised but I was, I was, I was like, wow, like she actually like did it, you know, she's yeah. doing it. Like That's what everybody's
1: thing was, was like, you actually did it? I'm like, yeah, I know, right? Like,
0: yeah, you know, and like going, because, you know, it's, it's something like, say I would have met you one last year or two years ago. And it's like, okay, well, you know, that's Yesenia. But, yeah, you know, knowing you from over a decade ago, mm-hmm. what, like 14, more than 14 years since junior high. So yeah. like whatever that is, like, what is it, 17 something years something or like so? That. Yeah, I'm old. We're old. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, Older yeah, people yeah. are probably saying, Kh-tsh. I know. Uh, but um, but yeah, you know, I've known you for for a long time. You know, we were kids together um, until you had to become an adult a lot yeah. sooner than um, a lot of us. Did you have a prom? No. Oh, okay.
1: I went. The year I was supposed to, because mm. his father was still at that time, and I was like,
0: "I don't remember seeing you, yeah, right. no, um uh, my ex it wasn't really my ex's thing at the time, oh. and uh he was very shy, and um you didn't miss anything. And, and and i I wasn't allowed to go by myself, oh, you didn't miss anything, or especially fun. with somebody else
1: <laughs> oh <my laughs> it wasn't that fun problem, they make it seem like it's supposed to be this amazing thing. I'm like, it wasn't even that fun,
0: yeah, I don't know yeah i don't know i wouldn't know i don't I, I didn't get that experience which sounds like i didn't miss out for much but i'm probably you know it probably would have brought more trouble for me at home but <laughs> so that's why i didn't go um but yeah no i mean you've came such a long way seriously and i hope we can stay connected more not just on social media but you know outside of that um You know, being, working out, you know, we have that in common, playing sports and um, just doing physical activity stuff that, you know, sometimes it's not, like, speaking with, uh, as far as females go, you know, there's not an overflowing amount that I've experienced of, you know, females into, like, seriously working out, not just going to you know, yeah. you know, like serious about it. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. I'm, I'm picky about who I work out with. Cause I'm like, I'll work out with you. But then if I feel like some, like, I don't want to go to the gym and my husband can agree. We don't go to the gym just to sit there and talk. And I see people just like hogging up machines just to talk. And I'm right. like, no, we can't do this. If we go to the gym, we got to like. Get it done. Go.
0: Yes. Go to the gym, get it done. Yes. Yes, for sure. So, you know, I uh, thank you again for being here. I really do appreciate I it. I appreciate being on here. All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. See you next time. Hope you enjoy the show.